Hello, hello. Welcome back for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Better late than never as we hit you right before watching this fifth episode. It's Peaky Blinders Season 6, Episode 4's Winners, Losers, and Mailbag. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. So happy to be with you all. And, and Josh, this week of news around Peaky Blinders and reaction and devastation, learning that Tommy has a ticking time bomb has been so fun to follow. And it's just, uh, it's an interesting reminder that so much of what you say, Josh, is like, right? You, you can't pick and choose. And fans are just accepting what Peaky Blinders creators are giving them. And we're along for the ride. I think a lot of people were, were back on board after this, this fourth episode. Definitely interesting to see that we kind of have a fate for Tommy. We don't really know what exactly is going to happen. We kind of know, but maybe he gets past it somehow. But I mean, you don't get to choose. I think it's going to end up being a satisfying ending, kind of Walter White-esque, as I said, in the instant reaction. That's just the thing I'm yeah. going to keep on staying as we get, if that plot's going to really develop. And I think that that's really the path that we're headed on there. Oh, we're going to have our deep dive available over on patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. So go ahead, throw us the, you know, a, a, what is it? A, a coin to your uh, witcher and, uh, and try to help us out there. Just $5. Um, that's our Paul Boyan show, you know, our, uh, our, our homeboy. That's our guy. Yeah, he's, he, Witcher's really good. I would definitely recommend um, everybody watch it and check it out and obviously support friends of the podcast in, uh, what was his name? Uh, the, the Billy Kitchen. Billy Kitchen, great, yes. great character in season two of The Witcher. But yes, over on patreon.com slash Peaky, we do the deep dives. We go a lot more in depth. But in this episode, we're really here hear from you. And, and that's what we want to do. Email us at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com and give us your thoughts, whether you agree or disagree with us, whether you saw something that we didn't see. Those are the, those are the mentions that we want to hear about. That's what we want to know about. And we start off with Margaret, who has hit us before with some great um, points in different, you know, points of this season. And, and Margaret this time not necessarily on board with us. She, she emails us at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com and says, sorry, but I have to disagree with Josh that the scene between Tommy and Arthur could have come in an earlier episode. Um, and that's when Josh was, was kind of mentioning that that's a lot of time to sit with, with these two characters, you know, when everything else is, is spinning around. But I think, I think we're all on the same page here, Margaret. She says, he's grieving over Ruby, but I think the scene really landed because he just found out he's dying. And so that's a great point by Margaret. Tommy's starting to make plans for after he's gone. And that's when he starts telling Tarthur, he, Arthur he needs to get through this because the family will need him. So that's a great thing. And I think that episode, uh, and you know, episode four, Josh, was just such a unique one in the way that we now can look at it in two lights. We look at it once Tommy finds out he's going to die. And we look at it before Tommy finds out he's going to die, right? And, and kind of split everything up in that way. It's, it's true, but I mean, going back to the question, are we sure that Tommy knew that he was going to die before he was having that conversation with Arthur? You know, as I was saying I'm that- I'm pretty I, sure that it was later in the episode. It's a great point. Tommy doesn't know that he's going to- Until Tommy like the doesn't very know that end, he's going right? to die until the very end of the episode. So I don't, like, I still, I, I, I there was no knowledge that he had to- You know what, Josh? I think you're point. right. I think you're right. No, I, I'm sorry to like say, I'm not trying to like call no, people no, out. No, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so, so Mark, I mean, let us I know still, what you think about that. Going back to the point, I still think that it was kind of a waste. And I think someone else 
dropped a mailbag. I mean, you can you can uh, confirm this. That said, you know, it was a waste because uh, Tommy's speech to Arthur didn't really sit in with him, and he still ended up in Chinatown later on in the episode. It's exactly, you know, yeah. up on the junk. And so it was like, what was the purpose of that? It was like five, six, seven solid minutes of the episode that is just kind of to waste. And I'm kind of tired of these heart to hearts. We get it, but we have a lot more plot to develop. And let's get more of that in these next episodes. Not to complain that season that season six hasn't been good or episode four in general wasn't good. But I think that we can kind of put that to the side. I think we're going to get less of that, you know, in the next episode or two. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that develops because Arthur clearly did not care. I love it. Josh on his game, making sure I'm to keep it. everyone. If we're going to be held in check from you all, we're going to keep you guys all in check. So, so get back to us with that, Margaret, and, and kind of confirm uh, what Josh passed along. Then we've got Irene who uh, said, just listen to your instant reaction. Totally loved it. And I'm so excited to see what's to come. Like you both, I don't mind the violence, but I don't crave it gratuitously. And I love the plot and intrigue so far. Here we go, Josh. We called out for for doctors. You ready? We got the doctor. Number one, I am a physician here in the U.S. Re- regarding tuberculosis and tuberculoma, TB that Ruby had from active infection in her lungs, aka the coughing up blood, the tuberculoma is a central nervous system manifestation of a latent TB infection. Wow, feeling like Joe Rogan right now. Meaning that Tommy <laughs> was exposed to TB in the past. Perhaps He didn't have any symptoms, although remember one scene he was coughing a lot, yes, and also the seizures, of course, and then the TB bacteria moved into his brain and set up shop. It creates a reaction where a mass is formed. These days, we have antibiotics and better surgical techniques, not so lucky in Tommy's time, and unfortunately, it's in his brain stem, which a lot of our involuntary functioning happens, aka breathing. A tuberculoma is not infectious. TB is infectious when we cough and spread it like the flu or COVID. Sorry for the long-winded. No, no need to apologize. That was very well spoken. And I feel like I understand it. Very very well done, very informative. So thank you for that, because obviously we're not going to know anything about that. So that's very helpful. That's that's interesting. I mean, and it's something that people don't know about. And something I always mention that Stephen Knight, you know, drops this stuff and he makes you do your extra research. He's not going to like give you a whole primer or like a, a, a little key to what like five minutes means, right glossary like a, right an, an abc show has a five minute scene just explaining all of that right exactly exactly like oh like and what is tuberculoma and what exactly is it blah blah blah, blah. so it's like it's a good thing that that wasn't really explained and this is why we have the greatest fans because they're here helping us thank you so much for that mailbag that's very informative that one's great it keeps going actually with another great tidbit and this is something that josh and i talked about right when we finished recording on monday morning and that was that we got confirmation that the song that Captain Swing sang was the same one that Grace did in the first season after Tommy euthanized his horse and its Black Velvet Band. And, you know, we go, we, we're going to say that we, we go a lot more in detail over on the Patreon about this whole, we play the two songs back to back. We really dive in deep. So we're going to kind of point all of you fans, if you're curious more about that similarity, over to the Patreon episode where we do the deep dive. And the link is in the show notes for that. So thank you, Irene. I know you're a patron, so you can go ahead and enjoy that on the other side of things. And then lastly, um, we've got an email from from Sam, which is great. Sam says, I love this season. I can't stop crying in every episode. The doctor, oh, this is what we're talking about, the accent. 
with the doctor at the end. Mm -hmm. He said the doctor has a very clipped upper class British act accent. That's what that's what I thought too. It sounds very like eloquent, like like upper class and like snobby and snooty. But sorry to sorry to interrupt. But no, that's good. It's, continue. You, feel free. That's that's what the podcast is for, Josh. Feel free to talk to yeah. me whenever you want. <laughs> I <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have a theory that Tommy will get the second opinion from the doctor that he was given the number of length and that he'll go for the operation because he has nothing to lose and be cured or, or if he knows he's going to die, he'll kill himself before he gets to the stage of needing people around him. Um, he hopes that he's going to be in the film. I, I think we're, we're in total unison, Josh and I, that none of these big name actors are going to be in the Peaky Blinders movie whenever that becomes a reality. Uh, maybe Duke, you know, one of the new, the newer boys, um, he's a great reaction, loving the fact that you're really enjoying it. Seemed to be so much negativity around for season six, but I don't see it. The character arcs are realistic, sad, but very real. And the, the rise of fascism and Hitler is looming. It's not just an enemy that Tommy has faced um, the same way that any other gangsters have faced in previous seasons. I love our fans. You know, there's exactly. great little great bits, great bits and great, great opinions. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's right. And it's also true. I mean, like we've said this point time, like this is the enemy he can't face. He's been saying that over and over again. It's not just Oswald, but it's fascism and the rise of and the change in the world. Now we have like, you know, different diseases that are coming forward. And so it's just kind of life in general. Is it, it, I think that's like the biggest metaphor is that life in general is the biggest enemy that you can't defeat. And especially for Tommy right now, it's just it's really just going south for him. So that's that's a good observation. And I agree. Amazing, amazing tidbits. Love it, Sam. And then there is the one that you mentioned, Josh. Carmela and her 70-year-old aunt <laughs> says uh, Love that. Um, her, her gripe is that it's been one too many speeches from all of the characters to try to pull Arthur out of his current haze. Tommy has threatened letters to Linda, needed him at the funeral, and now that great scene in the basement. And yet he still ends up in Chinatown at the end. They lose their value and they continue to not work. We touched on that. We talked about that. I, I'm hoping there's just a flick, right? The flick of the switch. Maybe we get another Stephen Graham scene with Arthur and maybe, you know, he can drag him out. But if not, I'm okay with them. Just if that's the route he's going to go, I don't want any more long lectures. We don't have time for it. And we do know that the final exactly. episode is 90 minutes, but still. It's still like, like, let's move on. You know, like we, we now have what we have. We have 150 more minutes left if we keep binders, give or take. 140, 150 more minutes, right? It's 90 plus, you know, 60, Great, 50. You had it on the on the on the button the first time. There you know, but I'm saying if it's like a 50, 50 to 60 minute episode, we don't really know. You know, it kind of varies. Right. It's usually about so it could vary. But anyways, we have 150 minutes more or less left of this show. We need to get to the point and develop the plot. None of this heart-to-heart, long-winded conversations where, you know, Tommy's trying to teach Arthur a lesson and Arthur's not going to listen. We get the point. Arthur's, you know, that that ship has sailed, you know, a while ago. So let's move on. Let's get more with this fascism plot developing with Jack Nelson, with Gina. We haven't seen Michael in three episodes. Like, right. what is up with that? And, you know, we've seen Stephen Graham one time. We have a brand new child who's introduced of Tommy's the show. Like, like, like what is going to happen with this plot development? It's going to be masterful to see how they pull this off, and I'm excited. And then lastly, she says, if he killed the gypsy who placed the curse on his family, does the curse go away? Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope they don't really, I'm okay not really going. <laughs> I'm, not your, guy to answer. I'm, not, I'm not your guy to answer that question. I'm sorry. We're going we're gonna to have to figure that one out to get the show. Yeah. So I, we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll keep, I just don't have that. <laughs> we'll keep that one TBD. We'll hear from you guys. Do you guys think that the, the, the I don't know, like the, I don't even know if we're going to have any more story to tell that where a curse could even come back into play, to be honest. So I'm okay with that kind of being left.
behind. And uh, so we can get to our winners and losers here. Um, in this episode, Josh, there are certainly options all over the board, all over the board. I want to remind you the rules that we have. You cannot reuse a winner. Josh has used Tommy, Ada, Arthur in, in, in his winners category. I've got you know Gina, Diana, Hayden, Ada. I, I might be missing one of Josh's here. I'll have to go back and look through that. Um, I'll hit you with my winner first, or do you want to go first? Go first, go first. Okay. I think this is very simple. I think Captain Swing wins this episode because she is sitting at this important meeting that is like as historic as it possibly can be. And she, A, holds her own. B, I think is going to get her desires with having the IRA involved. And C, kills this song that she ends up singing. And that's just sweet and simple. Just like that, Captain Swing's my winner. Okay, um, that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely a good one. So I'm going to actually go with Diana here. I didn't pick Diana, did I? No, you are. You have not picked Diana. I'm going to go with Diana just because of like, she led that room. She like led that meeting and like had the confidence in that meeting. And she, I mean, she was scary. I'm, I'm like scared of her when he was talking about, you know, feeding the Jews the grass. Like that was really scary. So I'm going to go with her because I think that she's just like, she's the most confident out of anyone in those, in those groups. And she just wears the pants in the Oswald relationship. So I'm going to give her a dub for that and take control of that and really definitely getting a seat at the table to further her initiative. So I'm going to go winner for Diana. Diana had a good episode. It was a good women episode. I, you know, we, I wanted to consider Ada. We both already used Ada as our winners. Um, You know, she had a great, as, as much as she probably felt feared and everything, it was a good episode for her progression as a powerful character. Definitely. Now she might have some vengeance. My loser is going to be simple as well. Um, the one chance that I have to use him, I don't, I don't imagine I will be using him as my winner anytime soon. It's your first winner of first episode one, and it's Tommy Shelby, my loser of the episode, for more than 50 reasons, starting with he finds yeah. out he's going to die and ending with he watches Captain Swing, who killed Barney and ruined his plot at the end of last season, sing the song that Grace sang in our first real, like, love scene of this show interaction with her right and then finish the scene having to do the nazi salute so that's like a triple entendre adios tommy you're my loser okay that's a good one i'm gonna go with i mean i haven't used arthur correct i, I haven't you and i were discussing before i haven't used arthur as a loser so i'm gonna go with arthur as a loser for once again just being on on drugs and not steering the, the, the straight path he was my winner last episode I just don't think that I like to, to go that high and then go that low and you made such a stride and then he's, you know, caused that scene in that bar in Chinatown and he's spending time over there and he's a drunk mess. I mean, just definitely a loser for me. So hopefully we can get him back on a straight, straight and narrow. Oh, so there it is. Our winners and losers. Make sure to uh, lock in with us on Monday morning. Sometime midday Monday is most likely when that episode is going to drop for season six, episode five path to hell there's a lot of speculation about what new characters or what characters we haven't seen in a while but what Stephen knight has drawn up for us josh is essentially there are going to be so many of these characters that we haven't even really discussed yet billy grade alfie solomons michael gray and finn um shelby are four that just pop out to me that we have not seen 
since the first or second episode, if not at all, if you're talking about Billy and Finn. So I can't wait for it. That's our episode here for the Winners and Losers, Season 6, Episode 4. He's Josh, I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to.